Hello, welcome to another episode of Healing Yourself. I'm your host, Melissa Connor, and today we're talking about or starting on the subject of beginning to heal yourself from the trauma and distress of the outside world. Hello, everyone. This is Chapter 2, Know Thou, know thou Lemons. A great man is always willing to be little by Ralph Waldo Emerson. A key aspect of the result of a Myers-Briggs personality test is the section which outlines your strengths, which we talked about before in the last chapter. A lot of the mistakes we make and problems we encounter could have been avoided altogether if we were a little more knowledgeable about our limitations. Just think about an eager weightlifter who tried to lift too much too soon. What do you think will happen? Hmm. Any rational individual will realize that the weightlifter is going to hurt themselves. Soon, uh, some will argue that this il- illustration is encouraging others to limit ourselves, to just relax and limit yourself. And if we do that and stop pushing ourselves, we will never know our true potential. So just just relax sometimes. Just you know, know who you are, find yourself, and then start weightlifting or start doing whatever you want to put your life or put your mind into or all your energy into. And always find just one thing. Having yourself spread out too thin will gonna make you not you know you're gonna have your mind all over the place you don't feel like it's organized you can't plan it because you don't have you have that one thing you can plan and make steps if you have multiple things you cannot plan and make steps unless you're gonna all put it all together and plan like like a step ladder this 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 gonna break out all this and then you're gonna be going back and forth each time like a uh what do you call a little thing to go back and forth um dang and then went blank it's not a roller poly. Well, you can say a roller poly. A roller poly come out and come back in, but uh, scr- a scrunchie or uh, um, what is the kids play with it? You know what I'm talking about. There is no limit to what you can che- can achieve if you set your mind to it. And sometimes you will never know how strong you are until you try. You need to, however, ensure the reason and logical prevail when reaching out to achieve. Your goals. If you have never lifted 100 pounds, maybe starting with 20 pounds today will be a better idea. There's nothing wrong with thinking big, but I will encourage you to start small and work your way up. In essence, I am encouraging you to be modest in your expectations. So start small and work your way up to bigger things. Modesty will not only help you to avoid setting unrealistic expectations, it will also help you to set realistic time frames to achieve your goals. So starting small and then going big. So you want to start, okay, let me set my goal for just today and these amount of hours. And then you go bigger and like these these amount of days, this is what I'm going to set my goals to for these amount of hours. And then you're going to go for weeks. This is what I'm going to start my week out at and what goals I'm trying to reach this week. And then you're going to be like, okay, I got my weeks down. Let me try two weeks. And then let me try three weeks. And then you got a month ahead. Then you got, you know, you got the whole two months, the whole three months. You got six months down. That's like two quarters already. So, you know, start small. 
see what I can do in just 30 minutes. If I can read this book in 30 minutes, how much can I read? If I can read the first chapter, I'm good. How about an hour? What I can do in an hour? Then you, you know, you just keep setting yourself up in steps. Many people become first grade when they reach a certain age and have not achieved a certain goal. But just consider the contrast between Mark Zuckerberg and Colonel Sanders. <clears throat> Mark Zuckerberg founded his Facebook empire in his early 20s. But Colonel Sanders did not become the founder of Kentucky Fried Chicken until he was in his 80s. So just imagine that. That's a, a big age gap. So don't sit there and set yourself like, oh, I'm not going to be able to achieve. You can achieve whatever you want to achieve. Even if you can be 10 years old, you can be 90 years old. I mean, that's just the same thing. 20 to 80, that's a big gap. I mean, that shows you at any age you can achieve whatever you set your mind to. Both men are considered highly successful, but each achieves success at a different at different times. Maybe it's just not your time, or maybe you are just not in the right industry. You might want to try a different industry. As highlighted in Chapter 1, choosing a career in a field you love will help you to stay motivated and become successful. This theory is demonstrated in the lives of both of these men. These, their success was as a result of a passion for something they loved. So you have to think in terms of something you want to put all your all into. That's why I said pick one thing, not spread yourself thin. Pick just one thing you want to really do and focus on that. Focus all your all into that. Think about how you're going to plan it. Think about how it's going to affect your day, how it affects your mood. Or you're going to think about it when you're taking a shower. You're going to think about why you're cooking. You think about it when you're talking to your kids. You got to put your all into it. Everything has to be into that one thing. That is how you're going to become great in that one thing. And everything else will come with it when you get to that point when you start bringing in more and more money, more money, more money. Then you can sit there and say, okay, let me try this. Let me try that. Let me reach for this. Let me reach for that. Let me try, you know, going over here and trying this out. That doesn't work. You still got your main objective, the same thing that you've been going for for the longest. And you can stick to that even if this stuff doesn't work. Even if this venture or this this new adventure you want to try, this new venue or this new uh, entrepreneur job or DBA you want to try. If it doesn't work out, you still got the main focus and you're still making money off of that. A modest approach to life will also help you to avoid comparing your achievements to those of other people. Some people hit the ball out, hit the ball out of the park the first try. And there are others who have to work their way up the ladder. So some will get married right out of the right out of college, and others will have to wait a few years. You might be like like Colonel Sanders, you might be 80 when you get married. So just take your time. You you building yourself because as you go up the ladder, you're gonna be building. You, you're going to be changing who you are. Your mindset going to change. Everything going to change. You're not going to be the same person you were at the very bottom. That's why I said start out small because that person you was reading at 30 minutes, on one chapter in 30 minutes, you could be reading that whole book in nine hours. So, you know, that same person from this person, that person going to be totally different. You're not going to be the same person. Don't expect to be. You're going to evolve. That's a whole major a whole major difference in your life. In fact, by both Mark Zingerberg and Colonel Sanders brings many setbacks on the way to success. You will you will too. You will see you will see a big jump in all your money, and you're going to see days where you don't make no money. You're going to see times where you're going to be like, okay, what am I doing wrong? Where I need to restart? Where I need to reset myself? 
Do not expect that your life will be different, all the way different, but it will change. No matter what you hope to achieve, you're going to have to work harder than you have ever worked before. And you may have to wait longer than you expect to. The beautiful quality of modesty extends far beyond becoming successful. This is a quality that will help you to stop biting off more than you can chew. You do not need to say yes to everyone. This applies both to your personal life and at work. Don't agree to to unreasonable unreasonable deadlines because you want to impress your boss unless you are 100% sure you will be able to complete the task. If you have given an assignment and you are unsure about how to get it done, you do not be afraid to ask for help. If you work a full job and you ha- and have a family to take care of, don't commit too much at your child's school. Know there are limits. This applies to your energy, your time, your emotion, and your skills. Modesty works hand in hand with with honesty. The next chapter explains you and can heal your. Ugh. The next chapter will explain to you and heal yourself and improve your life by means of this quality as well. So you're gonna help with your energy, your time, and your emotions in the next chapter. Being modest is being open and honest. Okay, yes, I can't knock out this test. Let me ask for help. Or no, I can't meet that deadline. Let me talk to her as to how I can achieve getting done by that time. What can she give me to help me get done? Or can she extend the time so that I can finish the job in that time limit or a better time limit? Because everybody else might be in that same time frame, that same mind frame. You might have one person that knocked it out of the park the first time they got it because they put all the energy into it. But you got everybody else around there like, how are we going to get this done? So she going to have to, as, as a person, as the manager or the teacher or whoever, going to have to be like, okay, I only had one person that did this. Okay, they, their ambition, their achievements are higher than the rest. So I'm going to have to set my standards a little, little lower so that I can keep up with the rest of the class. Yes, I mean... That person did it, but it's only one out of the 20. So you always have to think about that. <clears throat> Chapter 3. I'm going to jump right into it because I haven't given you guys anything in a long, long time. So I'm going to jump right into Chapter 2, 3, and 4 so you can keep up with what's going on. And you can open your mind and set your new time frame, set your new plans, your goals, a to help achieve everything, I want you to be the best person you can be in the next next 2021. <clears throat> we have a new president. If you stay in the States, the new president, you know, you got Joe Biden now, not Trump. I don't know if that's a good thing to you or a bad thing. However you took it, you're going to be this new person. And don't say, oh, I'm finna set this goal for January to be fit. No, don't do it. Don't say it. Just do it. You don't have to air out to everybody that, okay, I'm, this is what I want to do. You could just sit there and just do it and show them the results. This is this is the results. I have abs. I'm fit. I can lift one, you know, one twenty by myself without no problems. Like you show them that hey, I can do this. Being honest, honesty is the fastest way to prevent a mistake from turning into a failure. This is by James Altra. The only thing worse than a liar is a thief. Liars make life difficult and often do not realize the far-reaching effects of their actions. Lying makes, it, makes us unhappy as people who constantly have to be co- covering our tracks and watching our backs. 
Please do not lie, people. Please, if you can, try to tell the truth at all times, every time, even if it's going to get you in trouble. Accept your results of of your actions and move forward in life. Because if you don't, that's going to have something to do with your subconscious mind as well as your conscious mind. And you don't want that effect in your life. In fact, there are fewer, there are a few things as toxic as a liar. We should never... We should never allow the negativity in this world to force us to become dishonest people. So whatever you're going through, if you if God is hitting on you and he steady at you, just be honest to your husband. Okay, this guy is steady in my inbox. I can't I don't know what to do. I'm not cheating on you. I'm trying to be very polite and friendly, but this guy has just been just been pressuring me and I'm trying to just leave it alone. And just be honest, okay, honey. I don't want you to be insecure. I don't want to have these type of feelings, but I want you, I want to let you know what is going on. Being honest to him, yes, he gonna feel some type of way. But you being honest, you're not hiding anything. You letting it be out there in the open. And then some people is just gonna hide it to the end. And then something happened, and then you he be like, well, why you didn't tell me from the jump that this guy was steady after you? Like you could have told me, I could have done something by. But then you try to avoid the fact that okay, my husband might book up on this guy. He might run at him and tell him, hey, quit talking to me or something like that. You wanted to be cool, couple steady. So if you know those men that's not insecure, they're gonna be like, okay, man. I see you in my girl inbox. They're going to want to, you know, they're going to be man to man. They're going to be like, yeah, I see you in my girl inbox. I see you hollering. Unless you're a fine thing. Like, you know, fall back. That's all mine. You got some. They're going to be the ego guy, man. You, you doing what you're doing, you know. You ain't got nothing to worry about. You right. I don't have nothing to worry about. My girl got me. And then there's some just going to be like, they want to fight. They're going to bulk up, try to, you know, show their manly manhood. And... It goes from there. So it all depends on where your mind is at. That situation can go a thousand different ways. That's why it's better to be honest because in the end, if you would have been honest from the jump, none of that would have happened. Your man would have been on point of what was really going on, and then you base that situation off of him. If you know your man, you know he's not going to go wanting to fight this guy. He's going to be just like, babe, just let him do him. Like, you know me. I know you. If you feel like you want to go talk to this guy, you need to let me know so we can break up this situation of our relationship and you can go figure out what you want to do with this guy. If she truly doesn't have anything to do with this guy, that shit going to stop right there from her telling him, oh, I didn't tell my, my, my boo about you. You need to just, you know, fall back. Most guys going to fall back because they're like, okay, she really honest, but she ain't trying to hide nothing from him. Like, she's really into being with this man. Let me leave her alone. She's not going to give me the time of the day. So quit while you are ahead. Just think about the possible outcomes of a single act of dishonesty. Permanent damage to your reputation, permanent damage to your relationships, loss of income, loss of self-respect, permanently damaging the reputation of other individuals. Anything can happen just from just lying or being dishonest. The feeling of guilt, loss of sleep, loss of trust. If you research the word honesty, you find sympathy synonyms such as honor, sincerity, I might have told it up, sincerity, fairness, integrity, righteousness, virtue, and truthfulness. Be honest requires, being honest requires more than not lying when in a difficult situation. Being honest requires being morally upright in all things in other words we will try to be truthful in all things and gain the trust of those around us 
by means of our action, be as honest as possible. You have those white lies where you just just blankly lie, and you have those that you're trying to cover up the lie or try to cover up telling the truth. So, but honest is a very tricky thing because somebody could be telling you the whole truth, and depending on who you're talking to. It might be hard to convey that to them because of the background you have or what's going on in the time. So, just be honest. If they're they going to truly believe they're going to believe you, if they're not going to believe you, then they're not going to believe you. You can't make somebody believe you. You can only give them the facts, show them the paperwork, show them the proof and the pudding, and let them go off of that. It is hard to list all the areas in which we need to be honest. So, like I said, that's that gray area you can't, you know, you don't really have a clue about. Because that's why it's called a gray area. You never know what can happen. A good rule, a good rule of thumb, if you are unsure if an act is honest or not, is whether you have to hide it or deceive someone in believing you did otherwise. If you will need to hide or cover up your tracks after doing or saying something, you are probably not being honest. The benefit of being honest far outweigh any challenges you may perceive as a result of this course. Think of the peace of mind of not having to rethink your every move or watching over your shoulder because you are constantly in fear of being found out. If you cheat, shit. Tell them you cheating. You ready to want to counsel the relationship, but if you playing both parts, you might want to just tell them, hey, you're not the only person I'm dating. Maybe we can fix what's going on. Maybe I can tell you where you can try to. And then if they feel like, okay, I'm not trying to change myself. I'm not doing this. Okay, that is when you really need to break up. Because if somebody really into you and they want the relationship to work, they're going to work on every part of the relationship to make it better. Imagine waking up and not being burdened by the heavy guilt. As a result, or as a result of your actions. And don't be fooled into thinking that no one benefits benefits from your honesty. It is very easy to become attracted to and to respect someone who is honest. Most employers include that quality as being of the utmost importance when seeking new recruits or considering a possible promotion of someone within their organization. Being honest does not mean that we should volunteer all of our confidential affairs to everyone who is trying to pry into our business. Instead, we should not withhold rele- relevant information for, from individuals who deserve a truthful answer. Being honest also means avoiding the various means that will pop up to get more than we deserve or leading someone to believe something about yourself that is not true. There are, however, times when some of us might find ourselves in very catastrophic situation because we are thought of as being too as being too honest so there's times when you need to be honest and you tell the truth and leave it at that and there's times where you might want to just that's that gray area again i'm telling you that's that gray area where it's like do i be honest and is it gonna save me or if i be honest and it gonna kill me like being honest is gonna tear my job up like should i just keep it to myself you have to make the best decision on certain situations because sometimes, yes, being honest is going to get you in a lot of trouble. And then sometimes being honest is going to be like, okay, let me get her promotion for you and tell me that this even happened. So you have to make the determination. If you feel like a good feeling, like this can get me 
put out or this can get me terminated to break up my relationship. You might want to keep it to yourself to a better time where if you told them, they're going to be like, okay, thank you for telling me, you know, and yeah, you you chose the right time to tell me because at that point in time, I probably would have just broke up with you. So you have to make that good feeling. You have to make great decisions on your own. This is often the case when our words are not tempered with kindness. The next chapter is for how that attribute can help us avoid a lot of the problems that can result from us from that sort of speech. So if y'all have any questions or you you have this type of situations in your life, go ahead and get, you know, send me an inbox. Uh email me. My email is amw pro p r o solutions l o l u t i o n s at zoho z o h o dot com email me i can i will send an email right back to you i will talk to you i will try to give you the best advice as possible i know i'm not a counselor but i have had plenty of situations where somebody is just they just don't believe you like no matter how much you tell them and you being truthful to the point where you start thinking, okay, yeah, I'm being too honest. Like, I'm telling you everything. You still don't believe me? That is something. That's an insecurity within that person at that point. It has nothing to do with you. That is something they had through childhood or something they had in their previous relationship. That is something you cannot fix. That would have to be on them to fix. You cannot fix somebody else's issues. Because if they are willing to, have, to fight for you and be in a relationship with you, yes, at some point in time... You have to feel like, okay, I can trust this person that I'm with and that they are on the same route that I am on. Or at least we are, we are on the same route together of what we want our relationship. So also go to amwprofessional, amwprofessional.com and purchase the book. It's only $10. If you only want to read the first chapter and then you come back later whenever you can to purchase the book, you can. Um, if you put in your email address, you will get the first chapter for free. Um, I send out emails weekly. So <clears throat> even if I don't post a podcast where I don't come back on, I am sending out emails, purchase the book, go read it, become a better person, healing yourself. Because that is the first step to success. When we go through traumas throughout our life, we feel as though, okay, I'm good. When actually we're not. We need to release all the stress and anger and depression that we have upon ourselves out. We have to write it out, say it out loud, tell the person I forgive you. You have to get rid of all of that to heal yourself mentally so that you become a better person. When you become that better person, then you find that, okay, I have nothing to regret. I have no guilt. I have nothing to be angry about. What do I, what, what's my next step? Your next step is to become successful. Give back to the world. Make that book you've been trying to make. Write about your situation. That is one way to make your money. Uh, what income you want to create. Like if you want to be t-shirts, you want to do, you know, just model, rap, singing, be an artist. It's so many things out there as a person you can do once you release that. And then show ways of how you got there. Everybody don't want to know that sobby story. Okay, I came from the bottom and I went to the side. No, just, you know, give the details. Just tell them what really happened in your life. This is how what this is how my life started. Or even to put it in your artwork. This is how I felt at this time. This is how I feel now. The pictures, the art itself gonna show 
your 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 feelings within it. They're gonna see you can see this image, you can see that image. It's gonna be two totally different time frames. It's gonna be two different types of personalities. Just be you. That is how you become successful. That is how you become the person you want to be. The next step in this chapters in these chapters are be kind. Kindness is the language which the deaf can hear and the blind can see. By Mark Twain. Being kind means being warm, considerate, general, gentle, and friendly. To be a friend, you must be a friend. Even more cliche is the saying, birds of a feather flock together. That's why I say, when you get to a point where you're making six figures, seven figures, you will not be saying, saying okay, yeah, I'm going to hang with the same crowd because you will not hang with the same crowd. If you hang with the same crowd, you are choosing to hang with the same crowd and you are looking in search to fix something that, that is still there. If you are looking to fix something, you are still there. You need to reread my book because if you're still in that same point with the same friends, yes, one or two friends may be your lifetime friend. But not all of these friends will be your lifetime friends. Yes, some people have lifetime friends. Some of them are like a leaf on the tree. They come and go. Some of them is like the branches. They're going to be here for a minute. And then after about three or four years, they're going to fall off. Some going to be like the actual tree. They're going to be strong. They're going to be firm. They're going to be your friend to the end. But they're not always be around. And then some going to be like the root of the tree. That's your lifetime friend. The root of the tree. They're going to be there from the beginning to the end. Those leaves and those branches are the people you associate with. Your leaves should change with the times. You should always be willing to come in and change friends so that you can upgrade yourself. If not, find a new circle. Find the trees that are around you. Find great trees around you that are better than you. If it's one side of this frame, you can't unroot yourself and move, but you can make yourself better by the people that you associate with. So, join new groups. Join new groups. It's uh, social meet, what, meetpeople.com or something like that. You can go to those groups and meet new people that's on the same path as you entrepreneurs who are trying to better themselves or people who's into art, they can give you new ideas as to how to express your art. Or if you're into poems and poetry, or if you're into uh, gymnastics or jujitsu, whatever you are into, they can help you better yourself. And then it's, it's, meets, it's groups out there that you can meet up with at the coffee shop at a well i would say at the coffee shop at this point in time but you might you may or may not can meet someone because of the coronavirus i would not say okay yeah you can go get meet with a group of people they could probably do a zoom call or a go to meeting to where everybody can meet and talk about the same topics at, at one time excuse me if you want to attract happy supportive people into your life you need to be that kind of person. Why would anyone want to be around you otherwise? As the wise Ma- Ma- Maya Angelou highlighted, long after the memory of the interaction has faced has faded, people will remember how they that interaction made them feel. When we are unkind, we make the lives of those around us much ha- harder than it has to be. 
It make them feel unloved, unappreciated, and isolated when we are meant or mean or unpleasant. Would you want anyone to treat you that way? Would you enjoy such harsh treatment? Don't you think retreating people the way that way at work or school or in your own home makes your life a lot harder than it has to be as well? Okay, a prime example. When I go to work, I'm happy to go to work. I choose to go to work because I could be doing something totally different. That's anyone. You could be doing something totally different in your life. You could be having a totally, but you, as a person, thought up this lifestyle and you wanted this lifestyle. So this is what you have. And that is what I have. I love going to work. And if I choose to stop at any point, that is my mindset that as I, what I want to do, I can say, okay, this is something I want to do as of now. At this point, I am done with this. This is my last stop. This is what I'm going to do now. So remember that you have control of your life. You are the person in control of you. So when I go to work, I check in customers. I talk to their to the clients. I talk to their pets. Yes, the cats and the dogs. I talk to their pets, see how they're doing, see how it's going. They're coming in for surgery. Let them know that their pet's going to be fine. You know, so I have sympathy for the ones that does not understand because some some clients or customers come in with the thought of, okay, this is their surgery when it's their pet surgery, but they feel as though they're going through it. So they're nervous, they're crying, they feel uncertain. And you have to give them sympathy as if for, okay, your pet is going to be fine. Calm down, relax. We're going to get you through this. Pick up time is at this time. And your pet does go home with pain medication. So you do not have anything to worry about. It's in good hands. You can't promise them that because anything can happen while you're in surgery. That's a person, pet, plant, anything. I mean, well, plant. I don't think they do surgery on plants yet, but that could be possible. But anything could happen. So you give them a, a reassurance, but you're not promising them. That is always the key, the key to anything. Do not promise because you can't make promises that you cannot keep. So you are reassuring them that, yes, this is what can happen. That's even in a relationship. I can reassure you to the fact that I'm with you. I'm I'm here. I'm going the same path that you are going, and we're going together. Some people feel it's okay. I don't need that reassurance. I'm good. As long as we're here, I'm here with you. That's it. No. Everyone needs reassurance. Everyone. Even the strong need reassurance that they have someone that's going to be there. Now, your kids, your kids ain't going nowhere. Yeah, okay, they leave the house. But, I mean, you had them. So they will come back. They might be upset with you. They might change ties. They might go and come. And You know, you let them be them. They got to be human, too. They get to choose what they want to do once they leave your house. So relax. Just be kind. Give them good direction. And pray what you give them or believe that what you give them will come back in good time. Kindness fosters a spirit of cooperation, even among people who do not really know each other. Surrounding yourself with people who are willing to work alongside you is far easier than trying to conquer the whole world alone. Being unkind (laughs) involves a wide variety of actions. Our words are the most common form of unkindness. Being harsh, condescending or even abrupt can be interpreted as unkind. Using your words to put others down and 
elevate yourself is not only unkind, it is also a very selfish act. That often causes more harm than good. A key aspect of kindness is being polite. Let us take some time to learn more about this beautiful quality. Why be polite? Being polite is really not as hard as some people may, may think. While it is true that being polite is becoming increasingly difficult as a result of the negativity, negative attitudes of the other people around us, it is not impossible. Being polite may, might inflate the ego of these individuals, but our being polite is in not a reflection of them. Our being polite reflects positively on our character. Come what may say. What may some say. Individuals who are polite are often thought of as kind, principled, professional, and pleasant. And with this very interconnected world that we live in, you just never know who you might insult. So the words, even being polite... At times, this is that gray area. And even being polite, some people might take an insult to you being too polite. So it's never a happy meeting, even if you're being polite, even if you're being honest. It always, something can always, the little twitch in your lip, the little twitch in your eye, the way you turn. Something can insult the person as is a trigger. So sometimes, even if you're being polite, honest, nice generous sometimes something you say or something you do may insult a person you may not think of it but it happens and it is nothing you can do about it because that person insult came from long before you even came to have a conversation with them the insult could have happened as i said before from triggers in their life traumas that in their past could have caused that trigger of insult. That is nothing you can fix. Nothing you can uh, I say, correct. So you will have to accept. And the key to when an insult happens is in accepting the fact that you insulted them and apologize. Yes, you may say I did nothing wrong. But in their eyes, you have done plenty wrong. So, to be the bigger person, to be a leader, and to be a better person, you apologize and accept, oh, I'm ma'am or sir, I am sorry that I have insulted you, that you like to speak to someone else. At that point, because you don't want to continue the, the conversation or you do not want to continue the friendship or relationship because that insult going to stick with them throughout the time you're having a conversation. You may give them time by walking away and coming back to you later or coming back to you in the future to correct their actions by accepting, okay, this person corrected the situation by interjecting another person and walking away. So this person is not trying to harm me. They're not trying to insult me because if they really was trying to insult me. They would have stayed there and just went in on me. So it's always to take yourself out of the conversation or out of the area or out of the <clears throat> what is going on and interject someone else that can help them better than what they thought that you that what you thought you was doing. So always remember that and be professional.
whatever you do, be professional. Just imagine how embarrassed you would be if you showed up for a job interview. Only to realize that the man you just cursed in the parking lot because you think they parked in your spot is actually the interviewer. Trust me, it has happened many times before and could happen to you. So, always apologize. If you're looking to get something or gain something in life, always apologize. Say, I'm sorry. I insulted you. Or I'm sorry that this has happened to you. And I wish you well. And you walk away. Do not continue the conversation. Do not try to correct it. Do not try to fix it. Walk away at that point. Give them time to actually accept what has happened and fix their own, own thought process. You cannot fix someone else's thought process. They have to stick, fix their own thought process. They can, you cannot fix how they think. You cannot fix how their life has been. You, as a person, apologize and walk away. Being polite involves being respectful and considerate of the needs, feelings, time, resources, values, and cultural norms of others. Being polite and kind will make you very likable and will encourage others to rep- replicate your consideration. Another benefit of being polite is that it will never... It will, oh, sorry, excuse me. Another benefit of being polite is that it will make it very easy for you to gain the respect of those around you. Even if they do not instantly change their behavior, they will be forced to respect you and your standards. Eventually, they may change for the better as a result of your efforts. Read this again so that you understand. I'm going to read it slower. Even if they do not instantly change their behavior, they will be forced to respect you and your standards. That goes back to me saying, walk away. Walk away and accept the fact that you have insulted them so that they can in turn accept you as a person and your standards of apologizing and walking away. Give me one more. So walk away, apologize, and give them the time and a moment of respect to get themselves—oh, excuse me—to get themselves together and come back and respect you at a better time in the future. All right, give me one moment. I am having a little computer difficulties. Okay, there we go. Eventually, they may change for the better as a result of your efforts. So, pausing and walking away gives them a process, as I said before, to think about what just happened. Why I'm acting this way? What have I done? Why did I, I feel as though this person insulted me? That gives them time to think about what is really going on and why did they felt that you insulted us. They will give their reason to the next person that you implant there. And to convey how they feel. That person in turn will either agree or disagree. That is how you made the person that you put in place there feel. Now, they feel as though, yes, okay, we will accept your apology. I'm sorry that she or he messed up. How can I help you? That is a good person. The person that you interject and they do that, they are great. Now, they get in there and they sit there and say, well, I'm sorry, sir, ma'am. They are an asshole. They are not for you. They are not on your team, and you should never 
in the future interject that person into any conversation that you have. Won't life be much easier if we all had jobs in which our employees subordinates and colleagues all treated us with respect. Respect has to be earned and being polite is one of the easiest ways to earn it. How to be polite and kind. Number one, if you have nothing kind to say, don't say it. Post it on social media or even think it. Even words that are whispered to a fan have been known to turn around and bite you. Don't be stingy with greetings and salutations. If you enter a room, pleasantly greet all present. When you are leaving, kindly excuse yourself. And if you are greeted, respond warmly with a smile. Do not criticize the efforts of others, especially when it is obvious that they try very hard to accomplish a particular task. If you must offer some constructive criticism, sandwich it with some genuine commendations. So if you're going to give criticism to someone, give them something polite first. Or give them criticism and then, or give them something polite or give them something, actual give them something. And then slide in like, in the future, you might want to try this. You know, even with that though, you may still insult somebody. Even being like, okay, here's a cake. And you should have tried this. They still may take that as an insult. Or then they they may not be able to take criticism. So you have to be cautious when giving criticism because everyone wasn't taught. I myself was not taught to take criticism. So in the beginning when I had jobs, it was very hard to accept my mistakes. When... My mistakes was not like a boom, a big mistake. It was actually a little mistake. And they was giving me criticism as in how to fix my mistake. And I took it otherwise. It took me growing as a person to realize that, okay, they giving me constructive criticism as to how to fix my situation. And everyone should be open to constructive criticism. Some people are too... Just jab, as they would say, take a jab at you. And you could be offended by that jab instead of taking it as constructive criticism. If somebody take a jab at me, be like, okay, you got big eyes. Mm. If I wasn't the person that I was, I would come back and try to defend myself. As a person that I am now, I would be like, yes, I have very big eyes. They are very small, but yes, they are very bulging out of my face. I have known that. I do know that. I accept that as a person. I am loving my eyes. So, you give that person the right to make fun of it, but you have accepted that fun as a joke and you does not take it as a jab. You take it as constructive criticism or you take it as a joke because now, Throughout life, you know, okay, yeah, I have a little bit bigger eyes than everyone else. I'm okay with that. I have appreciated that as a person in in search of life. And you're just like, okay, I'm embracing it. I have big eyes. Be appreciative. Number four, be appreciative of efforts of others. Even if what is presented is not to your liking, there's no need to make it known. Unless it's a religious purpose, do not make it known. For those who have cooked you something to eat, and I said religious purpose because I'm a nation of Islam, so 
I would tell them, okay, I do not eat pork. To self, to slowly interject that they give you something to eat, and they'd be like, oh, I did not, you did not eat that. And then you would say, because of religious purposes, I do not eat this because of my religion or because of myself. So you don't have to just be like, blunt, I don't want that. No. That would not be the best way of the being polite. It would be a better way as showing a very respectful lady or respectful man. I do not eat this because of such. Try to learn a little about the cultural norms and beliefs of those around you. You do not have to share your views. You simply need to know enough not to unintentionally offend them. It is also most polite also most polite to allow them to freely express their views without fear of being disrespected. You can also agree to disagree. That is the open, open-ended argument. So you're agreeing to disagree or you're disagreeing to agree. So, or it could be, as they say, the debate. You both will never come to an actual agreement, but you're going to debate about your topics to try to put them on the table too, so that someone may or may not agree to what you're saying. You do not always have to insist on things being done your way. Give someone else a chance to shine every now and then. Number six. Number seven. Don't monopolize. I'm going to tell that one. Yeah, I know my, my little tongue. Don't multiply conversation by speaking only about yourself or your accomplishments. So it's not... Sometimes they would say being a leader is being a leader. Some things are not a best not said. So if you're in a room and you're considered the person of one of the three as being the topest person in the room, you do not need to list your accomplishments or your achievements. It is best to boost everyone in the room to achieve their accomplishments and their achievements because you will always be considered as the leader by doing that then to put your accomplishment out there. Oh, I got such and such, such and such, such and such. You still will belittle everybody in the room if you have those. You're not bringing them up. You're basically pushing them down. You can convey or interject your accomplishments into the conversation of what you're doing. So, you can start off by, this is what I did to achieve a set accomplishment. So you give them a plan as to how to get there. You say, hey, you want to sell shoes. This is what you need to do to sell shoes. I use this to get to what I want. So you could try doing this or doing that. You giving them advice as to how to get there. Show personal interest in others by asking them about themselves and actually listen to what they have to say. Number eight, when someone is speaking to you, give them your full attention. Stop walking, typing, or whatever else you are doing and make eye contact. If you are busy, politely pause. Elevate how lengthy the conversation needs to be and assure them that you value what they are saying. And then arrange a more suitable time to continue. That is all for today. Go check out my book, Healing Yourself. 
with the full chapters at amwprofessional.com. If you only want to read the first chapter, you get the free the first chapter for free uh, by just putting in your email address and giving yourself time to read it and then come back and purchase the book for only $10. Um, you're not losing. I promise you will gain by reading this book. I gain by writing this book. So take your time, understand what each chapter is conveying. And uh, if you have any concerns or if you want to just write or you want to comment, leave a comment in the boxes below or you can email me at the address that I have already given. I will also leave it in the chat in the inbox on the bottom to the point where everyone can email me as to how they're doing and what is going on in their lives as to far if they would like help or if they just want someone to talk to. And today, have a great day and have a happy Thanksgiving to all those who celebrate Thanksgiving and a wonderful uh, New Year's. If I did not get back to you in time to say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year's if you celebrate both of those. All right. Y'all have a great day and bye-bye.